0: Love Talk Radio Choices, decisions Frustrations and pain Knowing I'm going To forget her someday their hearts and understand that I
1: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm so excited because today is september twenty first and it's World Alzheimer's Day. And we are um, just so grateful to have Mark Wortman with us, who is the Executive Director of Alzheimer's Disease International. We're also going to have Joseph Portelli with us, which is kind of a special guest, and we'll get into him a little bit later and then Dawn Field, who is a producer of a film called Shattered Love. But before we get into their stories and all the exciting things that are going on for World Alzheimer's Day, I just want to introduce myself. Again, I'm Lori LeBay, and I'm the founder of Alzheimer's which is an international resource website. We have the radio show, the blog, and we just um, launched dementia-friendly businesses and communities yesterday. So very exciting things going on here in Minnesota. Here at Alzheimer Speaks, we believe in giving voice to those afflicted with memory loss and their care partners, empowering them to live purpose-filled lives. Our goal is to raise awareness, give hope, and share the real, everyday life stories of living with dementia. And our hope is to teach people how to live with the disease, not as it. Our channel expert, who is Rick Phelps, and he has early onset, will not be able to um, partake in the show today. Rick's schedule is extremely busy as well. And Rick is the founder of Memory People on Facebook. He was diagnosed personally with the disease in June of 2010. And Rick started this social support group that has over 2,000 members worldwide now. If you haven't checked out memory people on Facebook, I highly encourage you to do that. Be you a person that uh, is memory impaired. If you are a caregiver, um, either family or professional, or an advocate, or someone who just wants to learn more, The group um, really is very compassionate. There's no pitching or selling. It's all about real-time results there. So um, with no further ado, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Mark Wartman. Mark is over in London, and um, like I said, I'm thrilled uh, to death that he's able to join us today with his busy schedule. And he is the Executive Director of Alzheimer's Disease International which is an organization of organizations representing Alzheimer's disease throughout the world. And today, um, you know, we're going to share some really exciting news of of some new initiatives that they have. So how are you doing today, Mark?
2: Yeah, I'm fine. Um, It's a very busy day. It's already end of the day here. It's 5 o'clock. And I'm just uh, Joseph Portelli joining me. He's a good friend. and. I hope we can tell a little bit about him more later in the show. Um, So, World Alzheimer's Day is a day around the world. It was created in 1994 by ADI and the World Health Organization working together on it uh, as a day that can be used to raise awareness and put a spotlight on Alzheimer's and dementia worldwide. And what we have seen is that step by step it uh, has grown as an activity all around the world, and people are using it. Not only people in the Alzheimer's associations, who are our member associations, but many others as well in uh, services for people with dementia, in hospitals, or um, well, universities, all kind of places. So it's it's like a movement. And what we can do from from ADI is that we provide a theme, or and we provide posters and. Of the materials for our associations, but basically this is an event that people can adopt and use and fill in a way they feel comfortable with, and what we see is, is many, many different activities. And I think one of the most, um, most common things on this day is, a, is to do a memory walk. So, as we speak, I know that in Athens, in Greece, there are 1,500 people out on the street in the, in the center of Athens. Uh, I know that in the U.S. there are more than 500 memory walks in the, around this day. It's not always on the 21st. It can be in the weekend or whatever fits best. Uh, in the U.K. there are also several hundreds of memory walks around these days. But also in a country like Sri Lanka or Indonesia, they, they do the same.
1: Well, that's exciting. Uh-huh. I know ours here in Minnesota is tomorrow, and um, I think a lot of them have them on the weekends, and it's just amazing to see the numbers of people that, that show up you know, for these events. It's just absolutely fabulous, and the orchestration <laughs> of getting people yeah. into the parks and the buses and the parking, um, it's quite something to, to be part of. So if people aren't familiar with it in your area, I would highly encourage you to check it out. It's It's quite a powerful experience to be part of a collaboration and kindred spirits um, walking for a cause there. Um, So can you share with us um, some of the things you've been up to today? I know it's, what, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, your time, and uh, it's 11 o'clock here in in Minnesota. But um, what have you been up to for the day, for um, celebrating World Alzheimer's Day?
2: Yeah, well, our main activity was the release of a report on stigma, and uh, we presented that uh, last night to the media here in London and also with a press release and a video that were put online at uh, midnight Um, and the report uh, the reason we made this is that um, we have collected a lot of information in the past few years about the the size of the problem of dementia so the number of people worldwide being 36 million in 2010, probably 38 million now uh, the cost of the disease, um, that's a lot of um, information that sometimes frightens people because it's such a huge issue. But uh, if we want to, sol- to solve it, if we want to get society behind solutions, behind funding for research, behind better services and care we need to break the barrier that stigma causes because that creates a distance between yourself and the person with dementia. Uh, And we see that many people want to to avoid the disease, uh, are afraid to talk about it, are afraid to align with people with dementia. So what we saw in the survey that we did for this report is that many people with the disease and their carers, that they lose their friends Uh, that they have family members who will misunderstand. So there is a sort of social isolation and exclusion happening uh, on the personal level, but also on the level of society. And uh, as long as that happens, I'm afraid we're not going to find the solutions. So we want to really start a discussion on this topic and then become more inclusive. And I think we can see some... Uh, hopeful signs from other disease areas, for instance, 30 years ago a similar movement started for people with disabilities who were also excluded, who could not enter buildings or trains or buses. That all changed because they campaigned for it. And I think we need to do the same for people with dementia.
1: I, I agree. I I saw I the...
2: About is ...this topic, so I cannot talk for another half an hour, but I shall not do that.
1: Yeah. Well, the um, I saw the video, and it's very powerful. I have not read the report, but I put it on the blog and pushed it out last night. And um, very well done and so needed. I mean, we really need to break down these fences and these walls that are built up about uh, the stigmas with this disease. I know when I um, rolled out my dementia-friendly business um, program yesterday, people were just shocked at what it's really like because everyone just kind of thinks well you know they forget a face or a name or they lost their keys you know we all have that and giving them scenarios and watching that video and hearing people talk was extremely powerful so i really thank your organization for for what all you are are bringing to the table and the big changes that you're making throughout the world are are absolutely incredible so kudos to all of you at uh, at ADI Now, for people who want to go um, see the report or the video, I mean, you can always visit my my blog or the website Alzheimer Speaks, but you're best off going directly to ADI's website, which is (coughs) www.alz.co.uk. And you can um, you can get the the site is just loaded with great information. It'll also have information on the World Alzheimer's Day um, or World Alzheimer's Month, because um, you have a, a special section now just of events there, breaks down all of the different associations around the world. Um, you've got a lot of very neat things going on. But I'm really excited today about talking about the new international anthem for um, alzheimer's and dementia that you've launched can you can you tell us a little bit about this initiative
2: yep. sure um, uh, me first and then i hand over to joseph because it's his initi- initiatives um, i think it's a very nice way if people want to donate you can get something back you can get a song back by downloading it from itunes it's it's not very expensive it's a, a dollar something and um Uh, The money that we will raise, the net amount, will be split into a little bit for ADI, but most will go to the country where you're from. So if you're in Australia or the U.S. or in uh, Spain, no matter what, we get a breakdown from uh, Apple so we can see where the money comes from and feed that into the Alzheimer's associations over there. Um, But to explain why we did this, and I'm I'm really happy. I think it's a very innovative way of... uh, raising awareness and uh, I think the awareness is even the most important, more important than the money. But it, it, that's an is- initiative of Joseph Portelli and I would like to introduce him now. He's here next to me on the phone. Joseph.
3: Hello. How are you, Laurie?
1: Hi, Joseph. How are you doing? I'm glad to have you have you with us. I'm going to give people just a little bit of background on you first, if you don't mind, and then we'll, we'll get into um, the initiative. Um, Joseph's father was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease back in 2004. And at the time, he decided to take kind of a fighting position against this disease. And he vowed to himself that, you know, he was going to raise awareness through his music. And so he kick started an organization and a charity event to raise money for Alzheimer's Australia. And then in 2009, he was invited to compose a song to help promote Alzheimer's Australia advertising. Um, In their campaign, Mind Your Mind, and he performed um, the song Think Ahead to Go Ahead um, for their annual world conference in Singapore, which is just an amazing song as well. Since then, he has participated in the fight against Alzheimer's, um, and it's just grown tenfold. Um, You're just kind of an incredible guy, um, really using your talents to make a difference. So I, I commend you very much. for for what you're doing. Can you
3: tell us about this song and what your hopes are? Okay, thanks Laurie. Um, Look, uh, I wrote this song um, shortly after my dad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, I wasn't much um, a person to express myself and we spoke about this yesterday with the stigma. Um, I was kind of afraid to to talk to people about it, including um, my my mother and and my sisters. so I just, uh, you know, did what I do best, and I picked up the guitar um, for myself, and I penned the song "How the Times Have Changed" with no intention whatsoever to to, to even think of what what we're doing today with it. Um, but yeah, obviously um, I got involved with Old Australia Vic uh, with with a charity um, show called Show Compassion, and um, yeah, I got asked to to write a song. Um, I think I had to go ahead, and again I had this um song How the Times Have Changed just sitting there and um I recently got signed to a to a new label and um I re recorded the song and and I thought it was just fitting um that you know it just gets donated to Old International and, and um you know hopefully it can do the wonders and you know be the voice for other carers around the world.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful song that really depicts um but the pain in the process of this disease is you watch somebody go through the progression of the disease, and um you know i have <clears throat> you've allowed me to use it in my my trainings, and it is so powerful people i they always just well up, and I'm a firm believer that we have to feel the pain in order to make the change and this this new version um People all over the world can now participate and in an orchestrated fashion really make a difference for less than it would cost them for a cup of coffee, you know, or a Big Mac, you know. And I I think people have to take this seriously and and realize each one of us has the power to make a difference. And when we each take that step into our own personal power to make a difference – and we join collaboratively, um, it can be amazing what can happen. And now that you're working with ADI, um, you know, this can have a huge effect. People all over the world in terms of raising funds, raising awareness, and um, using music, you know, as a language to communicate um, awareness, I think it's just such a beautiful, beautiful um, position uh to put this in because it's such a personal story and I, I thank you so much for having the courage A to write it and then to share it. Um because it's a it's a it's gotta be kind of a scary thing when you're throwing your emotions out there uh to see how people are gonna react to it. What type of reaction have you been getting um from the song, Joseph? The yours? What kind of um what kind of response have you been getting uh to the
3: song? Oh look the reason why I, I pursued it was every time I performed the song, um, it just creates momentum, it creates um awareness and it creates uh it, you know, another you know, a hundred people or ten people that don't really know about the disease, that they know about the disease. So I think the song itself, um you know, it does a lot of talking and and like I've said many times, um, I'm better doing what I do is is, is singing than, than, than talking and I think um yeah, you know, it's the little things, in it's the little stones that are going to create the most ripples. And as Mark said, it's it's a massive um, disease, but I do believe it's the, you know, it's those little little things that um that we're going to find, we're going to basically find out that are going to undo this huge problem. And I mean, this is a great opportunity for everybody worldwide. Um, you know, we're not asking people to, um, you know, pull out fifty dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, hundred dollars, $1, a thousand dollars. Um, just download the song for you know for a buck fifty, and it's not like you're, you're not donating money. You're getting you're getting a great produced song, you know, great musicians in Nashville, um, you know, a great producer and a, you know good, good you know a good good all round team that put all this together. So um, it's a win win for everybody. And um, if you download it in the same ter in that territory, then the money goes to that territory as well. So uh, you know it's it's um, it's a great opportunity where all all can join as one to create um, a massive voice. Wonderful. Well, I'm going to try to play a clip
1: of this, and um, we'll see how it works, because it I was hoping to do it in a different format and wasn't able to, but we'll see what happens here um, with this. So just a second.
0: He used to sing me love eye As he slowly shuts his eyes He trips into a place so far away He believes he's there today A soul lost in time Let's go the Jimmy Haven't seen him for a while it's been gone seven years in June. Who's this ball running round my legs? It's a grandson.
1: I think it's such a beautiful song and depicts such such a, a great picture of what it's really like to be living with this disease and and watch someone kind of slip through your hands and and what it does to those that love these people um diagnosed with the disease. Um what's uh what is what does your family think about this whole thing going international?
3: Um mom and that yeah look um I mean, Mum's one of my biggest fans um, and, you know, she's she obviously, you know, it's a, it's a really, you know, cool thing what I'm doing, but at the end of the day, the song, it is a sad song, but it's also a, um, a happy song in the sense that, you know, um, it's a it's a change of generations um, and, you know, I think in life, my dad taught me, um, you got to look at the positives in life, not the negatives, and I mean, that's the same thing with stigma. I think we're we're just too busy looking at the negatives of Alzheimer's disease. Let's just look at the positives. And for me personally, now I don't know about the others out there, but um, you know, my dad's uh, illness, um, obviously, you know, uh, made me closer to my mother. Uh, you know, enabled me to to write a great song like this as well, which um, uh, you know, people are now um obviously profiting from as well you know in the sense that profiting they're they're using to help you know themselves with so it's a um you know so a lot of goods come out of it as well, and i think um you know we've got to look at the positives you know everybody's got their good and bad, but i think um you know we've got to look at the positives and and just focus on on those things other than you know um other than the rest so at this stage um you know, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. You know, I've done all I can. I've, you know, got a record of company behind it, um, uh, produced it as best we possibly can, put in you know the good marketing uh, template behind it. And at the end of the day, now it's um, it's up to the people whether they're going to download it or not, and um, it will really sort of show who cares and who doesn't, basically. So it's you know, um, if if someone can't fork out a dollar fifty, really um are they are they really on the same page as what I am probably not you know so um it'd be interesting to see what happens now
1: yeah it definitely will it's a it's a powerful powerful story and um set to music uh that I think will really touch a lot of people's hearts what i have found is um like you said it it's a really a healing process um for people to realize they're not alone in this disease, that others are, are struggling with it. They're learning to love in different fashions. They're learning to become, you know, a lot of times a much deeper person than they ever imagined they could be. I know for myself, um, you know, I, I can love at a, at a whole new level I didn't even know existed because of this disease, which is such a gift. And to overlook that, um, the lessons that can be taught through this disease um, are, are really quite beautiful. And not that they're not painful at times, um, but I think if we can learn through those lessons and feel the pain and you know then we're able to to move through it and see the beauty um, of the relationship because really it is about our relationships that's the bottom line you can have the fancy cars and the big house and the great job and all the status in the world but if you don't have the core of those relationships um you know, you're just kind of a lost soul. And I, I think Alzheimer's is here to really teach us to focus on those relationships and how precious they are and how valuable at at any stage of this disease um, the person is still there and um, may communicate with us a, on a different level um, than what we're used to. And it's up to us to be able to change and kind of learn the new language that they're here to teach us. So. Joseph, what's the best way for people to be able to go download the song? Um, should they go to your, your website, Josephportelli dot com um or yeah, you
3: can go to ADI's website, um it's on there as well. You can go to www.josephportelli.com.au dot com dot and um it obviously just says just following the instructions where to download. It's very simple and also for the mm-hmm. older um for the older generation that don't know how to use iTunes and that, you know, just tell your granddaughter or your, or your niece or your, or your son, I'm sure they know how to use iTunes. They've got an iTunes account. And get them to download it and just burn on a CD. It's pretty simple, really. Um, so, yeah, so that's basically... We've made it as simple as possible. Um, it's, a, it's a simple song, but it's the simple things in life that um, obviously, you know, create the big journeys. So... Um, and yeah, basically that's that's what
1: you do. Well, and I have to say that you guys have made it extremely easy um, to not only be able to do, but to be able to find um, on on your site. I mean, it's extremely simple on um, Alzheimer's Disease International site. Um, it's very easy to find on their site as well. Um, they're you know talking about the, the new initiatives and and what's in the news, um, you know, so very, very simple. So don't be scared of your computers, and please don't be scared, you know, to spend, you know, a buck and a half um, to to really help this movement along. This is a small investment with huge gains for people all around the world, and we really need to pull together as one. I, I see that all the time with the people that I talk to Um, throughout the globe. This is not a disease that is, you know, pertinent to, you know, a certain culture or area or type of person or age. Um, This can attack anybody at any time, and we really need the funds to not only help the research but to help support those living with this disease. So, again, Joseph, thank you so much for, for all you are doing for Alzheimer's disease um international and all of us around the world um utilizing your talents um this is a, a huge gift and I, I hope you feel the love and appreciation that comes back to you for 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 donating your time and your energy um for such a, a, a magnificent cause
3: so it's really thank important. you Anna, Laura, it's a pleasure and um you know hope hope that uh you know it it, it does what you know I'm confident that it will do you know just um, spread the word and, and obviously it's the voice for every carer out there and um, you know um, thank you once again and uh, talk to you soon mate okay thank you uh,
2: Laurie this um, is Mark there is another way to find the song and I did that myself I went to the Apple uh, uh, web shop where you can mm-hmm. download songs and I just typed in Joseph Bortelli curious if i could find it and it popped up immediately both the single and the ep he oh. also made an ep so i downloaded it on my uh, my apple my uh, ipad
1: okay great i did that last night too and just so people know how to spell uh, joseph's last name it is p-o-r-t-e-l-l-i so joseph portelli again if you could just google him um, it will it'll come up. Or, of course, the name of the song is How the Times Have Changed. Again, that's How the Times Have Changed. There will be lots of stuff that pops up with that. I will, um, as always, after the show, um, be doing a blog article, which will give you all the links as well. And um, I think last night I even, uh, or or I, I take that back, Joseph had done a, a video kind of introducing uh, the song and stuff too, so that'll be in the in the article as well. Um, with that, and again, you'll be able to get the the article on um, and the report on stigmas, along with the video. I did post that last night and push that out, and I got a lot of response on that already. People were just thrilled um, with that report, Mark. So, again, thank you so much. Um, is there anything else that that you would like to tell our audience regarding um, this kind of international anthem, Mark?
2: Um, well I think it it would be great if people can can forward it to their friends I I did the same last night I have a LinkedIn account and I send it out to all my friends and uh, it's amazing what kind of responses you get from people you haven't talked to for years and and people you don't know that they are affected by Alzheimer's as well and then you find out that they they are indeed so yeah I can really recommend that it's, it's, it's giving them a a different way to look at it and and like Joseph said we have to to look more at the positives and not at the negatives.
3: Yeah also Laurie um, I think uh, what i am told by the um, social media guy from the record company it's already um, uh, gone out to 67,000 this week Um, there's been over 3,000 likes on the Facebook page and it's had a coverage of over 67,000 so uh, you know (coughs) 67,000 You know, friends of friends have um, seen it now. Um, obviously, whether they put their potential downloaders as well. So we're only in the first week, um, but uh yeah, it's already it's already done. It's already started off on, on a on a good good note.
1: Wonderful. Well, that's fantastic. Um, I also want to talk about uh, another um, another thing that's going on, and that is our, our another guest here, Dawn Field. And Dawn is a newfound friend of mine. She is a um, movie producer, and she is um, working on a film called Shattered Love. Dawn, how are you doing today?
4: I'm doing great, Lori. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you for joining us. Um, I know that this film has just been really um, true to your heart and to all the actors and producers and directors um, that are that are taking part in this. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about the Memorial Wall and how that works, because this is another initiative where people can help support the disease um, and help raise awareness. So can you tell us a little bit more about the Memorial Wall?
4: I can. Um, I want to start by saying that, you know, this is a short film, not a feature film, so there's no... Um, financial reward at the end of a a short film. They usually go to festivals, you just put them out on the Internet. There's no real business model there for you to make any money back off that. So what we're having to do in order to get the the movie made is we're asking for the potential fans of the movie, people who care about this disease, uh, care about moving pieces and emotional pieces that get people involved and raise awareness. We're asking them to kind of get involved and help us make this film happen. Uh, So we've created a fundraising campaign where uh, one of the aspects of the campaign is at the end of the film, where the film credits scroll, we're going to have a memorial wall and dedicate that to the names of anyone who's died from the disease, suffered from the disease, or is living with and struggling with the disease, and caregivers as well. Um, So for contributing to the film and helping us get the film made, we will honor you or your loved one's name on that wall. And that's just one of the many incentives. Uh, that we have to get people involved and help us make sure we get this film made. Films are very expensive. <laughs> it takes a lot of people. It takes a lot of equipment. And we're doing this like a big studio budget film. It's going to look beautiful. It's going to have high production values. It's, it's not you know just a low budget, no production value film. We're really going all out with this film uh, because we do feel like it will make a difference. And we do feel like this film will raise a lot of awareness and be a really important vital piece.
1: Well, that is wonderful. How how is the film going to be distributed? Will it just be at film festivals, or will people, you know, how will they be able to to, um, watch this, or is it going to be something that's going to be downloadable, or how does that work?
4: Kind of all of the above. Our first tier of distribution is going to be to the film festivals because we really do think that because of the emotionality of the film, the level of actors we have involved, the subject matter of the film, its importance, its relevance, we really do feel like we have a good shot at winning an Academy Award. And I don't really say that to pat us on the back and go, oh, we're so great. I mean that in that that's what it would take to really raise awareness and make this film stand out and make a difference and get seen by a lot of people. So the first kind of strategy we're taking at it is entering it into all the major film festivals. Uh, Mark, London is one of ours. The London Film Festival is one of the ones we've earmarked to, to try to premiere at. And um, that's going to be our first leg of approach. And then a lot of the film festivals won't let you distribute your film on the Internet prior to premiering or screening at their festival. So there's some some kind of uh, waters we have to navigate with that. Uh, but depending on what festivals we get into and how that all plays out, at some point, yes, it would be you know, available somewhere on the internet for download or whatever, and then the third market that we're we're hoping for is for it to be used somehow in just educational and awareness materials, you know to be packaged up or bundled in with some kind of awareness or educational um type materials. so there's just there's just a whole lot of ways that this film can get out there and get seen and be useful.
1: Oh I can see it being very useful for for training,
4: really, really powerful. Very powerful.
1: And, again, it's,
4: it's not that there's anything necessar- necessarily so factual in there. It's not like a documentary or anything like that. But, you know, I, um, you, as you guys were talking about with Joseph's song, um, and I think you what is that phrase that you said, Lori, earlier? You've got to feel the pain to make change? Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, so that's really what film is really best at. You know, we have the ability through this film to really kind of reach in deep to people's emotions and affect them.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And and so that's that's kind of our strategy. It's like let's let's use what we know how to do, which is bring forth emotions and feelings and just gut reactions. Let's use that and bring that through the medium of film to get people's attention and raise the awareness.
1: And that is very powerful. That is uh, what I do with training. I call it emotional based training, and I'm all about getting people to laugh and cry. Um, to feel kind of this roller coaster um, of of emotions with this disease, because it allows us to change our mindsets. I, I use an example of, you know, when I when I was pregnant with my daughter, I I never wore my seatbelt. I just didn't. You know, I was in a car accident when I was 20, and they told me it was a 50 50 chance if I had my seatbelt on if I would have lived or died. Um, But then, you know, my daughter grew up, went to school, and she got pounded in school about wearing the seatbelt, wearing the seatbelt, wearing the seatbelt. So she came home and drove me nuts with that. So now I always wear my seatbelt because I felt the pain.
4: Right. (laughs) You You have that emotional connection to it now. It
1: made the emotional connection, which is what film does, which is what music does. It Mm -hmm. digs deeper and it allows us to resonate. And it doesn't just um, hit us and leave. It it like embeds itself in us, yeah. And I think that's the trick. And so the the emotional based um, training um, and those types of material are extremely powerful. Um, I know it's worked very well for me. And and like I said, I've I've used um, Joseph's music in the past um, in trainings and stuff, and just very very powerful. Um, and I could see the film since I've read the script. Now Mark, um you read the script. What did you think? I was just kind of shocked at the, the twist and turn and we can't give anything really away with it. Um but did you have a chance to read the script, Mark?
2: Yes, I did, yeah. It's very moving. Um, and I saw some photos from the actors, so I think it's uh, it's an interesting concept. But of course I cannot reveal anything.
1: <laughs> no, nope,
2: because nope. it has chill on it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So now, the London Film Festival, do you know when the
4: date is for that?
2: No, I have no idea mm-hmm.
4: Don, <laughs> you? I believe it's sometime in March. I could google it real fast we have we have several yeah, film festivals on our list it's It's coming up, okay, so that'll be here before
1: you know it well that would be that would be fun to to go see so. How do can the, can the general public even go to those or are, is it invitation only and red carpet what's the what's the poop with those? I have not a clue
4: well, film festivals are generally open to the public just generally speaking um I guess you'd be limited to if you lived in London, of course, <laughs> or if you yeah, wanted to travel or to if you wanted to travel to london um but yeah, most film festivals are geared towards you know allowing the public to come in and watch the films as well. They're not usually private, okay.
1: Okay. So I had not a so on, uh, that. Word. If I can make you,
2: give you a tip, I'm I'm originally from the Netherlands. Uh, there is a very big film festival, especially with documentaries in Rotterdam every year. It's very high level. Okay. So you should look that up if that's an opportunity as well.
4: In Rotterdam? Yeah.
2: yeah. Awesome.
4: Thank you. I will definitely look that up. Wonderful. Now ID I
1: know.
2: I D know- F, oh, F-, F- M A is I think.
1: I'm sorry. Oh, great! Thank you. Now, Don, I know that you are very interested in um, raising awareness with this film, but also um, trying to raise funds um, to be able to help uh, organizations. And if you want to talk a little bit about, you know, what what your plans are for that and um, who you're looking at helping, that would be wonderful.
4: Well, yeah, we've already raised a little bit of money. We need some more, (laughs) as always. Filmmakers always tell you they need more money. Um, But, you know, like I said, the the only way we're going to get the film made is if we can get people to donate to support the film. Uh, We've created what's called a crowdfunding campaign, and crowdfunding states that you ask a lot of people for a little bit of money rather than a couple of people for a lot of money. So what we're hoping to do with our crowdfunding campaign is reach out to as many people as possible. You can donate $15. You can donate $100. You can donate whatever. And for each of those donation levels, you'll get certain prizes and certain rewards and certain incentives. And that's kind of our strategy towards raising the money that we need for this film. And, Mark, I just wanted to also let you know that if we, we have a, a, a fundraising goal, in other words, we know how much money we need to make the film, and if we happen to raise more than that through the crowd crowdfunding campaign, we want to donate 25% of that to ADI.
2: Yeah, um, that's very great. I saw that. Yeah, And another 25% to the Alzheimer's Association. And
4: yes, that's exactly. also a very good organization. Yes, exactly. We, we, we chose those two. Your organization and Alzheimer's Association is as the two we wanted to support. And we're going to give 25% to each for a total of 50%. So half of whatever we raise over and above our goal, we're going to donate. Um, and you can get things like wristbands. We have this awesome purple wristband that we've done up. We came up with the saying called "Proud to Care," and "Proud to Care" can mean two things. You're proud to care about the disease and have some awareness for it. And it can also be from the perspective as a caregiver. You're, you know, you're proud to be a caregiver um, because you go into our film thinking it's about one thing. You realize in the end it's about something else. But at the heart of the story, it's really about the caregiver. Um, it's, it's kind of a unique film in that it's kind of told from both perspectives, which was our goal, is to, to kind of show both sides of the reality. Um, but at, at, the, at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of really more the story of the caregiver. Um, so we came up with these great bracelets, and we have producer credits available. If you want to get involved in the making of the film and get a, a real producer credit, you can do that. So, you know, we're on Indiegogo. Which is i n d i g o g o dot com and it's shattered love. You can just keyword search shattered love. And um, we're we're, hope- we're going into production in October, so you know time is a little bit of the essence. But if anybody wants to go to that site and donate to help our film out, we'd really appreciate it.
1: That would be that would be great. Again, it's just uh, it's so nice to have all this coming together on World Alzheimer's Day. It's just so appropriate um, to see the world joining forces to make a difference and um, I really appreciate all your your efforts um, in terms of what you're you're trying to do as well, Dawn. Um,
4: it's, well, I would like to add one, one thing. When I went into this, I wasn't really aware of the numbers, and as the film started coming together and the director and the DP and the actors all came together and started donating their time and volunteering to make this piece, it started striking me as kind of shocking how many of them had painful personal experiences with Alzheimer's, and right now with the cast and crew that I have, I would say 80% of them have been touched by this disease in some significant way. And I, when I went into this initially, I had no idea, and I found it very upsetting. And it's it's made me, you know, really afraid for the world because the way this is doubling and tripling and increasing, it's frightening
1: yeah, it really, it really is. We've got to get a grip. Um, and this is not something that can be ignored any longer. Um, from an emotional standpoint, from you know physically um, having enough bodies to even care uh, to the economical um, impact <coughs> that this disease is gonna gonna take on people, it's it's one where we have to join forces together. We have to work together. We have to stop um, stop being siloed and trying to recreate the wheel. Over and over and over, we have to share resources and um, and and do the right thing, you know, because we don't we don't have time to waste. Yeah. Um, this this disease is not saying you know it's going to be here in a while. It's it's here in a huge force. It's very underfunded, and that's got to change.
4: You um, know, it kind of strikes me as what happened with the AIDS epidemic. You know, it, it kind of. You know, it's it, it's kind of there, bubbling under the surface. It's happening. Then all of a sudden, it erupts, and then everybody takes notice, and a bunch of people die from it. Then people really take notice, and then and then everybody kind of comes together, battens down the hatches, and says, okay, okay, let's figure out what's causing this. Let's mm-hmm. just figure out what it is. Yep. And you know, unfortunately, I think you know, there's some some unfortunate statistics about once the brain is damaged, there's not a whole lot that can be done in some respects, but. So the key really lies in the prevention and, and finding out the cause. Definitely. Can I say
1: something
2: about this? Um, Laurie? Yeah. This is Mark. Mhm. Um, uh, two things. One thing is that uh, it's quite amazing how, how quickly the AIDS movement has found solutions. So if you really join hands, uh, put a lot of effort in, put a lot of money in funding of research, it's possible to to find solutions and and AIDS is not a death sentence anymore and I think we need to aim for the same for for Alzheimer's Uh, the other thing is you're very right about prevention if you if people are only diagnosed at the late stage of the disease then there's not much you can do anymore only care for them well but if we if we know it earlier then uh, with certain dementias like vascular dementia then you still can to secondary prevention after diagnosis and and make sure that it's not getting worse. But for uh, the majority of the dementias, including Alzheimer's disease, the prevention is probably the best strategy for the future because the, the changes in the brain start already maybe 20 years before you have the first symptoms. So it's very important that we pay attention to the risk factors for dementia and for Alzheimer's disease and 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 that's very similar with with heart disease and diabetes. Uh, so live a healthy life, eat uh, eat well, don't smoke. Those kind of things are beneficial to avoid Alzheimer's disease as well.
1: Mm. Definitely. Well, I appreciate you all joining forces with us today and sharing your time. And um, is there is there anything else you'd like to add, Mark? I'll kind of go re- uh, round-robin here and just make sure that we've covered everything we need to.
2: Sure, we did, yeah.
1: Okay. And, Joseph, anything you want to
3: add? Is he still there? Or? Yes, Leah. Yeah, Mar, just thanks for having me on the on the radio show and um, keep up the good work.
1: Well, you too, and I appreciate uh, all you're doing. So you guys have a, have a great rest of your evening. And, Don, anything else that you would like to add before we close the show?
4: Uh, no, I, I think I'm good. I th- thank you again for the opportunity. And, Mark, it was very nice to meet you, and Joseph as well.
2: Yeah, same mm-hmm. for
1: me. Likewise, Mom. Wonderful. Well, then I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. I do want to make an announcement that the Dementia Chats, which is a webinar series that I do that's free to the public, um, is not going to take place tomorrow. There's just too much going on with uh, with Alzheimer's tomorrow. And so we are actually going to change our... Our dates um, and not do them on Saturdays. We're going to do them on Tuesdays, the second and the fourth Tuesday of the month. Um, And that'll be 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Central, uh, noon Pacific time. They are all recorded so people can always go back later and listen to them. And that is a program where I interview uh, a couple of people with dementia and um, people are invited to make comments and um, ask questions as well. And we've got lots of good programming coming up on the radio show. So, um, again, like always, we are a little grassroots effort here. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends on Facebook. You can email it. You can download it. Um, use it however um, you can uh, to help raise awareness. And um, please don't forget to um, to help out if you can with these two important causes. How the times have changed with uh, Joseph Portelli's new international anthem for Alzheimer's disease and dementia can be uploaded. Uh, you can go to Alzheimer's Disease International website, you can go to jo- Joseph Portelli's website, or you can go directly to iTunes and um, pick up the song um, or his EP, which has three other songs with it too, for um, less than a cup of coffee, and you'll be you'll be moving mountains here. Uh, with us as we join forces together. And then Dawn's film, of course, Shattered Love, again, another brilliant way to um, be able to raise awareness and help out. And that is, uh, again, if you um, Google Shattered Love um, movie or go to Indiegogo, um, you'll be able to find the film and um, be able to sponsor that as well. So for everyone here today, again, thank you so much for all of your time. I look forward to um, to hearing from you all again with updates as to what is moving on and uh, how things are, are going uh, at a fast pace with, with this change. We're going to go ahead and close the show with a little bit more of the song, How the Times Have Changed.
0: Oh, no.
1: you all and have a blessed day and go out there and knock them dead on world alzheimer's day
4: hi everyone this is meredith from the senior fitness with meredith podcast where i discuss all things for seniors from fitness your health and wellness journeys how to be all over strong and beyond i also have my mini podcast called motivation with meredith it's a great quick motivational pick-me-up for your days join me listen now search for senior fitness with meredith on your favorite podcast platform